Welcome to Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. Last week, we brought you Scottish breweries, and in today's episode, we'll dive into Scottish styles. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. another one of those episodes that's been like a long time coming yeah we were requested to do this quite a while ago and yeah then it just uh finding some of these styles weren't like the easier scottish beer styles i was like oh it'd be really cool to do an episode on scottish beer styles finding scottish beer styles is fun <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say i think i think tamsin requested like scottish a scottish episode and yeah it was like a breweries or styles and it was like all, all of it all of it we're like okay, okay well let's just cut this down into like two different things and um finding I think we started looking at the styles yeah and trying to find things for styles and then you'd be like I think that there's one you could like get relatively easy and like Asda or something like that or Audi or something yeah no and then it's like no and then you look on Tesco and it's like oh you could get this particular one at Tesco it's like no 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 and uh because it's just trying to find like really odd ones and uh I bet if we went to Scotland <laughs> we could find the best well, like really easily like they'd be oh, in the supermarket but themselves not so much based on last week's episode it is very much like the Scottish breweries are very much making the Scottish styles and yeah. I think you'll probably see that with most of what we have today yeah, anyways um but it was that thing of I think we were like cool we can find this we can we can find that and uh there was like two that we knew that we could probably find and then some of the others were like we're never gonna find that like that's gonna be really difficult until the first one that we're gonna talk about popped up and we're like oh hang on a minute <laughs> and then I think we went back round to being like I think we could actually do this episode yeah we think um, we can do it now it was very much a long time of making I'm really excited to drink these and and learn a bit about the styles and uh yeah some of these I've never had before one of these that I've got I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy (laughs) when we get to it I'll find out you'll find out (laughs) oh I'm really excited we're gonna start off on one that's like from one of my new favorite breweries really uh it is Holy goat, cult of oak. Dun, dun, <laughs> cult of goat. Cult of goat. Cult of goat. Because I said cult of uh cult of oak because it is a collaboration with cult of cult of yes. oak. And I'm gonna drink this one out of my holy goat glass. <laughs> oh well done. I've just got my usual tasting glasses. Um so this is a mixed fermentation, because you know, it's those dudes. Um, <laughs> and it is a Scottish heather ale. So um, I think this was the first one that you were like, oh, we should try to get a Heather out. We should try to yeah. get and then and then we're like, could find fucking zero. Well, so the, <laughs> zero. The, I think the first ever Heather Ale I had was Froak from I think I said that right. I don't know. I looked it up earlier. We'll see. Um from, see, someone will correct us if it's wrong, yeah. so it's fine. From Williams Brothers, um, which was a Heather Ale. And you should be able to just get it in Tesco's. Um, I think it was like Aldi Aldi or Lidl or something I checked like two or three different Aldis and they had other Williams Brothers but not Not that that one one. and I was like okay and then we were like maybe we won't find it and then I think I was like we want to put in an order because they were like putting lots of bangers out at the time and I was like "Hang, hang on a minute hang on dun, they've dun, got dun. this and then you're like that that's a, that's a heather ale like we could use this and I was like cool that's an excuse to put an yep. order in yeah so and this is a good like historical Scottish beer style um should we crack it open and then I'll yeah do a bit of I think so chatting. I am a thirsty and if you've not I mean we've had cult of oak now we've been fortunate enough to have cult of oak but I think this was another one that we were like at the time like oh Coat of Oak was on the list of things to tick off a list. Yeah. We kind of go two and one. Oh, smells nice. It does smell heathery and honey-y. Yeah, I was going to say honey for me. Yeah. I'd say like, yeah. It's almost, I'm trying to think of the word that I want to use for it. Because I don't want to say floral because I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say like overtly floral, but like. I get a bit of like a uh, blossom, I think is the word yes. that I want to yeah, get. Yeah. Blossom. 
Yeah, that's a really good description of it. Honey and blossom. It's trying to think because I was like, floral doesn't accurately describe what I mean. It's it more like the blossom of. It smells like really good, like local honey, mm. like the type you get at like a farmer's market or you know, at like a local fate. Yeah, and I think it has um, it has that funkiness to it as well yeah. that like obviously you're going to expect when it's got that mixed brown goodness right i'm tasting it that is confusing to my senses because i almost (laughs) get a bit of like i almost get a and maybe it's because it's like first sip i don't know if it will change but there's almost like herbal elements to that for me Mm -hmm. which i wasn't expecting from the smell and a bit of like a little bit of like a funky tartness yeah definite funky tartness um herbal and then i think that blossom note kind of yes. appears. It blossoms literally blossoms. in your mouth in the lingo. It's kind of like appears. I feel like this would be, uh, so the more, like as I'm going back in for like sips on this, the more I think like the heather comes out even more in, mm. in the aroma as you're like sort of diving in for more sips. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I, I enjoy it so far anyways, a few sips yep. in. Um, but I think this is one that could be quite a divisive one. Like I oh, think one hundred percent. I think there'll be a lot of people that'll be like, "This is not to my taste" because yeah. it's a very. Dis- I feel like it's a very distinct. It's like to me, I would liken it to not in the sense of taste, but in the sense of like divisiveness. Like when you have a Flanders red, yeah, and like some people like, yeah, I could fuck with this, and other people <laughs> like, what actually have I just put into my glass like what actually is this and I feel like this would pair probably in the same way that Flanders Red does I feel like this would pair quite well with like a nice cheese board like a nice charcuterie board oh yeah I think so because there's a nice acidity in there that's going to cut through yeah fatty cheese I'm sad I don't have cheese with me right Mm. now but anyways do you want to tell us a bit about Petherow while I keep yeah so as I said, it's quite a historical style. It's believed to have been drunk since around 2000 BC. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Uh, and it is thought <laughs> to be... a fair amount of time. Yeah. long time. Uh, it's thought to be one of the oldest styles of ale in the world. So it is quite a long time. Mm. Yeah, no, I. the more I'm sipping this as you're telling me about this as well, like the more I can see how... I, I don't know if it's because you put the idea in my head now, <laughs> but I can see how this would be like back in like I could envision someone like back in the day drinking it like yeah. I feel like this would be really great for like my D&D night <laughs> yeah I feel, <laughs> I feel like well. I should have saved I should have got two I did get two but I gave you the other one yeah and I feel like I should have got another one save for yeah. D&D nights and, and actually the more I'm drinking this the more it's very like I don't think it's there's nothing overpoweringly strong like there's all these interesting flavor combinations but none of them are particularly like in your face cannot ignore if if that makes yeah. sense and yeah yeah it's, it's quite nice but anyways continue on about your old old beer style <laughs> so it's made from the flowering tips of wild purple heather traditionally um boiled with scottish malts and sometimes they might add honey and other herbs to extract the flavor and nectar now some of the herbs that might be used include heather obviously meadow sweet royal fern bog myrtle sometimes also known as sweet gale so this is kind of similar in thought to when gruit was used so before hops a mixture of herbs and spices was used to flavor ales called gruit and some of these herbs were often found in those mixtures but it was obviously very different depending on where you were in the world and what hops were uh, what herbs were available before hops um nowadays these are made with a little bit of hop for some bittering um but there's there's a school of thought that thinks that this type of beer where it's got a malt base it's got herbs instead of hops was because um hops aren't really grown in scotland and um some stories and we know how we love our beer stories and sometimes they're not accurate at all urban um, urban some, legends some say that um the scottish didn't want to pay the english for hops so they just wouldn't use them <laughs> i can appreciate that level of like yeah. stubborn 
stubbornness like but they could also get get them from (laughs) they could also get them from the continent so you know I like I like the other story better because yeah. I feel like I can relate to the stubbornness. Like I feel like that's that's really good. Um, just reading the just reading the bottle on this, it does say you know Scottish heather ales have had evidence dating back to the Neolithic in Scotland and were later romanticised by the 19th century poet Robert Louis Stevenson. Stevenson. Now there's a bit interesting bit when you get down here about yeah. how this one's been made. Yeah, do you want to read it? I'll let you read it. Yeah, I've done so, a lot of the talking recently. <laughs> so this was brewed in collaboration with their friends at Cult of Oak, um, and it took additional inspiration from Scandinavian farmhouse brewing practices. So they harvested half heather branches from the Sidlaw Hills and added these into the mash. Locally grown aged first gold hops were added during a hot steep in the kettle, but... The wort was not boiled. So this is technically what they call a raw ale. Oh, wow. So um, so raw ales, basically, um, I mean, not basically because it's a whole thing. But um, when people couldn't afford, like, enough metal to make a big pot where you could boil your liquid, they would do it in other other containers like wood containers but obviously you're not going to get that hot enough to be able to boil the liquid that's inside it so rather because you know you put a flame under it's going to catch on fire i was just going to say i was like i mean i think like i can see some pretty obvious problems with like using a wooden Wooden or you know something else like that so what they would do instead is they would heat up rocks and they would put the hot rocks into the wort that did enough to like heat it enough to get like bitterness and things from the herbs and spices and berries and whatever else they were chucking in there um but it didn't actually boil it so that is called raw ale and that is something they do uh they did a lot in the scandinavian countries and there's still a the craft brewers and very traditional brewers are still using those techniques today very interesting that is really really super interesting and then it says yeah that the beer was aged and matured in tank for eight months with a diverse mixed culture before bottle conditioning with local heather honey so so it's got heather and heather honey yeah 540 bottles only we got two of them i like that i I like how uh, on all their bottles as well they put drink young or age this will get weirder Mm. i love it it always says like drink i like that this will get weirder um Mm. But yeah, it's very interesting. And like, I love, I've, I've been, I went to the Viking Festival, like however many oh, weeks back as yes. well. And I feel like I could have taken this long. <laughs> it does have, it does have that sort of like underlying taste of, I, so I'm going to admit, like, I quite like drinking wort. Like the times that we've gone to breweries and like, yeah, try some, just like try some of the wort. Yeah. And I know that like, you know, people like Damien from Emperor's and that, they do like whiskey and wort and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, just having the straight wort and be like, taste this. I mean, it's just sugary goodness. Yeah, and I actually really, like, I don't know, there's something about it that I really like. And I feel like this has those undertones of, like, similar to what you, it's less, I would say this is less, like, sweet, like, cereally type atmosphere. But it does have those, like, similar grainy notes that you get in the wall. And I'm like, oh, I actually am kind of digging it. And I feel like you can kind of, it feels more, this almost does feel more natural. And it's less bold and in your face than I think a lot of what holy goat do like I feel like holy goat definitely do a lot of like weird fruity <laughs> like mix for in like really interesting stuff but like lots of fruit and lots of like lots of lots of flaves I love flaves like I want all the flaves all the time but I feel like this is very pulled back from how like bold they normally are with their flavors but it's, it's still very it's complex though it's, it that's it though so I think it's yeah. very complex but the flavors themselves are very delicate mm. um and it's very interesting Definitely. and I do think that like if this is not a style for you you would be like yeah absolutely absolutely no <laughs> but I personally think it's just really this is something that's very interesting and like you don't have too many I've not had too many beers at least recently that have had this type of profile to it really yeah I like it a lot also really enjoy a raw beer i've had a few raw beers now they're exciting who else who else makes sort of um so uh well beer co have done raw beers and 
Who else have I? They, you're putting me on the spot now because I didn't realise it was a raw <laughs> beer, so I didn't look it up. That's um, all right. If you go to my Instagram, Love Beer Learning, there is a video in my videos about what raw raw ale is. Um, I will link it for anybody yeah, that wants a bit more do. info. It's quite far back, so now I'm going to have to scroll back and see what ones I have. Do you think you'd ever attempt to homebrew a raw beer yourself? Have I think you, you ever could. done it? I haven't, no. I think you definitely could. Do you think it'd be something that would be interesting? Like, would you ever want to try doing it yourself just for the challenge? Of it, oh, yeah, or... just for the funsies. See what happens. Just to see what it turns out as. Yeah. Is there, like, I don't know, this is maybe, maybe you don't have the answers to hand on this, but, like, is there any risk with, uh, like, do you have to consider any, like, risks when you're raw? When you're, um, when you're doing it raw? Or... I don't know the answer to that, but I wouldn't have thought so. This very much I mean, like all these natural, like I feel like these are all very like natural ingredients. Yeah. And it, I don't know, I'm going to say it, it feels like it has a, a very like pagany like feeling yeah. to it, especially like when they're like, oh, the Scandinavian like roots and stuff. It's, I feel like that comes through in the flavors. Yeah. Like, like weirdly, I don't yeah. know if that's a really, if that's like <laughs> the right way to explain it, but it is very, it, it feels very traditional doesn't it it does but in a it feels traditional but I would say almost in a much more interesting way yeah although you do get like what I will say is I think a lot of people when it comes to some like mixed firm stuff they can very much be like oh yeah it it, certain ones where you have that they can it can taste a bit the funkiness can taste a bit more like almost like farmhousey and stuff like that and I feel like this does sort of have that farm housey element to it but I enjoy yeah. that so that's why I'm saying like I think if you're a person that doesn't like farm housey uh, funkiness yeah, that it's not like gonna funkiness, be this is not gonna be for you definitely I almost get this is gonna sound really weird but it's like I almost get like aroma wise like almost a bit of straw in there yeah yeah no definitely like you're gonna. And that's get something that I never expected to say. Is like grassy, yeah, it seems to be a herbal straw. straw. Yeah, absolutely. And that could either be coming from um, the malts, or it could be coming from the honey and the heather. It does. It has that smell of like when when you're um, when you go to like a botanical garden or like um, any of those like gardens, and you go in like the greenhouses, and they've got like all of a of like the heather in a area or something like that and yeah. you get that strong like that strong smell the lower my glass gets it's almost <laughs> like the more concentrated the aroma is of that very interesting stuff like if anyone can find a bottle of this and they're interested in trying or you want something thematic for your medieval group. <laughs> your medieval themed happenings uh i i think it's worth trying if you're open to trying things like that's the thing is if this doesn't sound like something that you're interested in, like obviously don't don't spend the money and then go absolutely hated it. But if it's something that you're like, oh, I've got a bit of money, I sounds interesting. I'll try. I say a bit of money, like I'm like, oh, it's massively. I don't even think it's massively expensive by any means. I can't remember what I paid for it, but it wasn't something. We're not talking about like forking out a lot of money. If you want to spend what you'd standard spend on, you know, holy goat beers. It's definitely worth a try, I think, because oh, it yeah. is very much interesting. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Well, I'm almost done with this class. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's move on to the second one. Now, I don't know if we can technically call this one a Scottish beer style. Um, oh, it does physically say Scottish red. On it. Yeah, but that's not, you know. I So I originally got Innocent. So we have Innocent Gun. Um, and this is their Caribbean rum cask Scottish red beer. Um, that's not necessarily a beer style in and of itself. I got Innis and Gun. I actually originally got this for our um, breweries episode because mm. Innis and Gun are, I believe, they are still technically craft. They are. They are still craft. Yeah. Um, um, I've never had an Innis and Gun. I have had some Innis and Gun. They, I, I find them hit or miss. Um, but I think what's interesting, what I thought was interesting about this one, so this one, uh, this doesn't help my case at all because this is a rum cask. But a lot of what Innocent Gun do has is, is related to whiskey, and obviously, whiskey is well known as a Scottish product. Um, but 
I'll be I don't know about this one how this where how they say this one's been done but there's a bit of a to-do about old innocent gun because they used to refer to their stuff as um oak aged oh because so they used so when they first started I think they said they were barrel aged right then they had to go to oak age because they couldn't get barrels and they were using oak chips in their beer um they then had a rebrand in 2017 and started saying they were um they were barrel aged again but technically they don't put the beer in the barrel they put they break up the staves of the barrel and put it in the beer well that's interesting approach yes yeah, so I, that was 2017 i don't know if they've changed that approach now um but <laughs> look i know virtually nothing about innocent gun because i don't drink it i've yeah. never really drank it let's give it a go anyways even if it's what it tastes like. it'll, so break, this it'll break up the episode from our educational piece because yeah. i've never i've never had an innocent gun to be honest i'm not shame them i'm sure they're great i've never yeah. felt like i've been like i need to have that um but I know people have recommended it. It says this beer is to be savoured. It is Caribbean rum cask matured for spiciness and richness of flavour. Aromas of rum, demerara, dried fruits and spice. Warming malt character with hints of vanilla and oak. Bitterness is understated, leaving plenty of room for a long spicy sweet finish. Great on its own and pairs well with full flavoured foods like cheese and chutney, cured meat and fruity puddings. Best served ice cold in an innocent gun glass. I don't have an innocent gun glass. I've got a good brewing class. I also feel like you shouldn't have it ice cold because surely you're going to lose some of the complexity of flavour then. Yeah, well. I, I would I would agree. Um, 6.8%. Interesting. Um, and also, uh, key there, Caribbean rum cask matured. So it matured. does not say barrel aged. It's true. That's true. Um, so let's let's get this in. Let's see yeah, this. let's try it. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I've let's let's discuss. Let's try and discuss. Yeah. I've genuinely never like I said I've just never had one, but I know that it's. Hopefully, I'm not offending anyone because I don't mean it in an offensive way. I've just and this is a red. It's a red beer. Red ale is technically Irish, but also there's a bit of a like bit of a thing about oh, that's nice Irish reds as well because technically they became really famous in America. So. Are they really Irish? It smell. It does smell like um, rum. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like I've I've put um, uh, Captain Morgan's in <laughs> in something that's like a like I wouldn't say like Captains and Coke. Like I would say it's like <laughs> Captains. My, oh, I've grown up around lots of rum. Captain Morgan's. Yeah, Captain Morgan's and Captains and Coke and everything else. And yeah. I wouldn't say it's almost too fruity because i am yeah. definitely getting like the fruity notes on it and i wouldn't even say like dried fruits i think maybe that's the demerara coming in because it's like it is just like a fruitiness but i don't I do think get a it... bit of like dried i get a bit of sultana it's so difficult because it's just like a thin line between yeah. like what's a, like the fruit like a, dried a fruitiness plum. and yeah i think that's what it is it's more dried plum than when i think like raisins or sultanas or something like that it's very caramelly. Very oh, it's very vanilla. And maybe that's mine is, I'm, I'm getting mine it as is very caramel. Rum. And you're getting it as vanilla. Mine is very I get the caramel in there, but the immediate taste is vanilla for me. It's vanilla first. And then that kind of filters into it splits apart and like this is the best way I can describe it. Like <laughs> I know this doesn't make sense, but take this ride with me. The immediate okay. hit is like vanilla. And then it kind of like splits out and it goes like the lingering part of it as it lingers is like rum and like caramelized notes. Yeah. So like I get it, but it's just like the first immediate like punch was like vanilla. I'm getting like I I'm getting marshmallow, which is gonna be that vanilla. Oh, I'm getting I'm not going to lie to you. It's a bit like butter, which I don't think. Oh, is really? Good. Mine's not like that. I've got like buttery to it. Oh dear. But I don't. But the thing is, like, I don't. Maybe that's just how I'm picking up because I don't know if there's necessarily anything wrong with it because the aromas are caramel. I was going to say the the aromas are right. Mm. Um, it's just it's leaving this like taste of butter in my mouth, which I know typically is not a good thing to have yeah. with a majority of beers but there is other flavors there so that's why I'm like it doesn't feel like it's something wrong with the beer because I mean maybe you can speak more to this but when you have the butter taste when it shouldn't be there 
I'm going to guess normally you don't get the full range of other flavors, do you? Well, I mean, you can do because it depends on how much there is of it. But in it tends to be a lot in the aroma and it kind of gives a slick mouthfeel mm. when it's diacetyl, which is what butteriness is. I think it's more the caramel is coming across buttery to you. Maybe, but not. This is the thing, though. It's like normally caramel, like I don't normally pick up caramel as butter. So it's just a bit odd. But maybe it's just because it's very light. Like it's not a toasted caramel or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the, I think it's maybe the vanilla mixing with the caramel. I think it's the combination and the rum as well. I think all the, the combination of all the things. Yeah, I mean, there's also like the only thing that I would point out that I'm not massively a fan about with it is I don't like that it's a. It's not really anything they can do about it. Is what it is. Glass the fact that it's a clear it's a glass, glass bottle, bottle, but it's a clear glass bottle. Yeah, which is fine because obviously, in theory, store it in your I'm fridge. Not and it wouldn't I'm see not the light, but skunking though. Oh, it's definitely on the not. Smell. It's it's not. Mine is definitely not. What I'm just saying is like as a whole, I don't tend to love when yeah no I when don't. breweries choose to do that. But I also understand that. They are fairly big. They're still independent. Well, I have looked up. They're fairly big. I imagine there's probably some cost-saving elements. Like, why well, are you but there are, like that? I don't there, know. There are, I, this is an aesthetic reason. That's why they've used glass bottles, I would say. And um, there are things they can do that stop the skunking process. They can not use real hops, for example. Use hop extracts. Okay. I would say I think you're right. I think that buttery taste is the rum... It's mm. the fact that, um, and this is probably actually a compliment to them, the rum, vanilla and caramel blend together actually really well. And I'm sure that actually probably some element of it is the the woodiness because you do like, you do get certain yeah. flavours out of wood as well. Um, I imagine part of that as well is like those flavours are so well blended together that it is coming out, it, it's almost having that bit of a butter effect. But actually the more that I'm drinking it, the less it's, a hot like more of a harsh butter and the yeah. more I can kind of go oh I can see the layers to this yeah um yeah it's overall it's not bad I don't think it tastes it's like six point six point eight percent I said I don't think it tastes like six point eight percent it does taste like rum but it doesn't doesn't you've not got that alcohol burn it's not the alcohol it, burn you? it's not mm. like a harsh alcohol rum burn yeah it's all right um yeah, I was gonna say I know I know that they are because I definitely the only thing I know about them is I know they are definitely still independent. I remember they did over COVID, they did these like uh really cool like contests where it was just like they'd go like on a live and they'd be like, Oh, we're just gonna announce a random winner and then we'll spin a wheel and see like how many free innocent oh. guns they get or something like that. And it was yeah. just like luck of a draw, and they'd like announce a random person, they'd be like, Cool, we're spin in a wheel or something like that maybe my yeah. memory's skewed um and then they'd be like cool this person's won like 30 innocent gun bits or something and it was okay, um, i remember like i'd never tried it but i was like i'll try innocent gun if i want a bunch of free ones um and i've won like i've seen them i've seen them mentioned and everything and I've not like actively been like I will not try them. I've just never had the opportunity to try them. So, talking about Scottish beers felt like it was a appropriate. Yeah, felt like getting in this like, and normally they kind of have like whiskey elements to them, which is also a good old nod to the Scottish product. There, hundred percent. I do think this is quite interesting though that it's like the rum cask and those flavors together. It's yeah, it's quite interesting. How many how many times have you had it? Like, would you say that you've had Innocent gun a fair amount of times yourself, or like a handful of times, I'd say I've had innocent gun beers. Where did you, you manage you... to find this one? Because that one was in Waitrose. Oh. Um, I used to get, I think I used to get different innocent gun ones in B and M. Oh, oh. <laughs> What's to say? I don't think I've ever seen this one. B and M's beer selection is not so good nowadays. P.S. Everybody, yeah, they I used could... to have like odd gems, and now they don't. <laughs> I think, like, on occasion, somebody will still post, like, I found this, but right, then sometimes random. it's, like, you don't know if it's a meme anymore or if they've, like, <laughs> g- like actually genuinely found, like, a really good bit. Yeah. Like, like, have you just taken a can of yourself, like, in there and been, like, I found this, or, like, photoshopped it in really well? Yeah. Or is there actually a decent beer in there? But then you're, like, but then it's not been sat in a fridge. And then yeah, like, they, they don't cold story. It is just they something. They don't. Which is fine. Like, 
it happens sometimes even with bottle shops like no (laughs) shade but when you get them like discount as well you're kind of like oh how long's that been sat there (laughs) the bargain bargain bucket of beer (laughs) um you know get lovely drops though for some people yes can find some i guess some good stuff that i haven't been buy in beer a where you want to buy beer listeners i don't think i've been in a b&m like properly and really i love a b&m time. i think i one well, i don't think i've got one near me i'd have to go uh, to reading right, yes, for so, my closest yeah. one and it's just like that's and a it's a, in a, a trek it's in a part of reading as well that's a pain in the bum to get to like all the trap by the time you get there and you've queued for the traffic and then to get out it's just a nightmare i think it's um Oh, maybe it's home bargains I'm thinking of. I might be thinking of home home bargains. Same same. Are they are they actually physically the same one? No, they're different. No, that's what I was like. I was like, hang on, similar. am I getting crazy? Hang on. No, um, so I was gonna say it's it's one of those that's actually near double barreled. So at least annoyingly though, every time I'd go there, I'd try to beat traffic. So I'd be like, <laughs> I will go during like a lunch break or something yeah. like that, and I'd be like. I wonder if double barrels open it's like they're closed because <laughs> it was like covid hours like no one could right. really go and drink there either yeah. so i was like oh right, maybe next time then. <laughs> bad times hmm. that's all right then all right let us know your feelings on innocent gun oh yeah do, let's know do you like them do you not like innocent gun just thoughts i don't need to know your feelings on holy goat because i don't care they're good <laughs> Soz, people. Tori <laughs> doesn't care about you. I don't care about your opinion on that. I care. I care, but it's not going to change. It's not going to sway me. Sway me with Innocent Gun. Sell me on Innocent Gun. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to, to know your argument for Innocent Gun. Make the argument either way. Amazing. Cool. Should we move on to the next one? Yes, let's. This next one I feel like we have held on to. Uh, we we, we got this one and on we, we knew that this was going to be... Yeah, we knew that this is going to be uh, what it was for. Yeah. And uh, still within its best before. So that's yeah, I, know. But, just um, I just yeah, I was like, let me just double check. It's still it in its best is. before. But we got like, we both got this and we were like, actually, this is perfect for this episode that we know is going to eventually happen. And then this yeah. is the one that we knew that we had in the bag and that we could probably find again with other breweries because this style is one that I think like a lot more english breweries are doing like overall of the uk not just specific to scotland like i feel like some of these other styles are very like niche and it'll be like scottish breweries yeah. who don't actually ship anywhere you have to go to their location and this particular style is one that i've seen a lot more breweries do um i know like elusive does this style uh that i think that, i think it's like yearly that they've done it or they've just def- they've definitely done it a handful of times and some other breweries as well so we grabbed it and we set it aside and that's when we struggled to find in the start. So do you want to unveil what this one is? Um, yeah, so this is the Wee Heavy from Unbarred and Fallen Acorn. Um, it is a Wee Heavy Ale with Heather and Honey again. Just so Look at that lovely label if you're looking oh, at the video. I, yeah, I love the, the stag on it. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's very gorgeous. like artsy. So Scottish. Version of it. Yeah, it's nice. I, like it. I, I think American breweries do Wee Heavies quite a lot and it um it's often called a scotch ale um as ah, well so i didn't realize that a wee heavy would have been a scotch ale yeah. but i do think yeah like breweries in the u.s have done i've definitely seen scotch ales even over here i think i've seen mm-hmm. people say like scotch ale but i don't think i've ever put two and two together that's what it is i don't think i've seen from the breweries that i've gone to i don't think i've seen like a lot of them in the u.s but i do think that that out of a lot of other styles i have actually seen like I have seen somebody in the US refer to a beer as a wee heavy. Yeah. So that has definitely made it over. Whereas like some other styles I don't think has. Yeah. I'm going to crack this uh, open. Crack this open. Ooh, she's a bit foamy, but not massively. I'm going to use my pink fallen acorn glass because it's going to match my mostly pink tie-dye. Vault City. I put my Vault City on today. I'm very impressed with you. I didn't. I've got my Boutilia's t-shirt on. Well, because last time... It was in the wash. Listen to that poor, listen to that poor porn. It's great. Love, it. Love that ASMR. Um, yeah, last time it was in the wash and I was like, oh, well, whoops. <laughs> and this time I feel like I was like, no, no, I will indeed wear the shirt today. Oh, I get a bit of dried much, fruit, to be fair. Mm, I'm not getting as much honey from this as I did from the holy goat. No. So this is the unbarred, which do we say unbarred and fallen acorn collab, yep. which is why I've got the uh, 
Fonacon glass. So it says, born out of a love for traditional styles and modern brewing techniques, a rich, malty, and complex wee heavy with heather and honey to bring a fragrant and sweet balance with a honey hue. The beer was fermented with fallen acorns, house yeast strain, and brewed at Unbard. So, yeah, I don't get the honey as much with this as with the other one, but I do get some dry fruit notes from it. Yeah, and I'm getting like maltiness. Yeah, maltiness, maltiness, and dried fruit for me are the main. It's like, it smells like fruitcake. I get um, like fruit-wise, I get like orange. I would say like orange blossom almost is what I'm kind of getting. So I'm not getting orange blossom, but orange blossom comes across to me like Savlon. <laughs> Fair. I think I'm getting a bit of honey. I think it's just when I've like when I very deeply sort of breathe in, it has that like um like orange blossominess to it. But that kind of for me, sometimes honey, depending on the honey, kind of borders on that for me. Yeah. So it could very well be the honey to be there. You have a very poker face on if anyone's watched the video. I feel like you took a sip and then you went poker face. And then you sort of watched me, like, what was my reaction? Yeah. I like We Heavy, so. Like, I personally really enjoy We Heavy, so. <laughs> I sometimes find that We Heavies and Scotch Ales can be very alcohol heavy, and this one isn't at all. I mean, it's oh, no. 6.8%. Oh, fuck me. I didn't even notice that was 6.8%. It, I, I mean, it's very big on the it's can, rich. but I was, I had this side, if you watch the video, I had the artwork yeah. side facing me, and I kind of didn't process the 6.8% but I wouldn't say it tastes like 6.8% at all I feel like it's the booziness isn't massively power like it's not in your face it's very drinkable yeah. very yeah, very yeah. drinkable it's got baked goodsness to it um I, like I feel like even though the last one had demerara sugar in it like I feel like this is more demerara sugar dark dark I can see what you mean dark fruit cake but it's light on the palette. Yeah, I can see what you mean. I think for me, it's like, um, I'm trying to like take a sip and sort of like figure out how I want to describe it because it's not, it's, I wouldn't say like toasted, but like no. verging in that area of like when you have like the, um, like that doughy, like that doughiness, but like not toasted. I'm, I'm trying to process like, like- how I want to just, it, but I get what you're saying. It's like it's the, like a it's hot the cross nice, bun type. It's like the nice crispy outside of the cake. See, I would think like for me, I I think it's like, like a caramelized sugary, oh, like a hot cross bun to me, where it has that like element of like sweetness to it. I mean, I don't really like hot cross buns that much, so I think like it it comes across more as like for me, like when you get those hot cross buns that have more, um you get like the carrot like toffee ones. Okay. It's more like that for me. Um, Caramelized were, sugar. Yeah, but if you were to add in dried fruit as well, yeah. I think there is like a yeah. fair bit of like it's it's really weird because as much as I talk shit about like raisins and sultanas and stuff and how much you I quite hate like them, dried fruit flavors, I like I do in beer. I do like <laughs> that's what I feel like reass, like reasserts the fact that I think that like with raisins and sultanas, it is a textural thing. Yeah. Because with the beer, it's not the texture isn't there. It's just the taste. This is going to be an ongoing conversation, isn't it? It is. But I mean, I just kind of came to this realization that I was like, I talked so much shit really about did. sultanas. Like I was like, it could get in the bin, put it back in the. I put on the Instagram, like put it back in the flaming dumpster. It came from like I don't know. I said so. I just blacked out, like just like hurling abuse at sultanas, and it's interesting because. I didn't think about it before until literally right now where I was like, oh, it's like a hot cross bun, but not the kind with fruit in it because I don't like those. But it's like if you did the kind that I liked, but then added fruit, like dried fruit to it, which I fucking hate. And then I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. I hate dried fruit, but I love it in beer. Um, Considering this has got honey and heather in it, I feel like it's got quite a nice dry finish. Hmm. It does. Like... I expected it to be more syrupy, but it's not. It's not. Um, it doesn't like coat your mouth or anything no, like that. And I like, think that's very... a good thing. It's um definitely thinner on the mouthfeel, but I think I have had some wee heavies that are just like much thicker, and that it can yeah. just be too rich and it can be too yeah. much, and it makes it really difficult to drink. But I am a big wee heavy fan. I I personally really enjoy them. Um, have you actually educated us on what a wee heavy no. is? Why don't we get to that? Just in case everyone's like, you've been talking for like 10 minutes about wee heavies. What the fuck is it? We've been talking about sultanas again. I know. <laughs> what is a wee heavy? Um, so 
we have got into kind of the the kind of core Scottish styles. So um, I'll talk I'll talk about all of them as a little group because there's similarities that kind of all come with them. So there's this kind of little band of Scottish uh, Scottish styles that go Scottish light, Scottish heavy, Scottish export, we heavy slash Scotch ale. Um, and they're quite a malt forward beer. Over time, they started kind of emulating British bitters and they started adding um, crystal malts to them. So you get more of that caramelliness to them. Um, then lower hopped back to that story about how the Scots didn't want to use hops because they had to buy them from the English, yada, yada. Um, but Which also... I choose to believe is 100% factually correct. <laughs> but and So they're quite, they tend to be quite similar. They kind of go higher in abv as you go up from light to wee heavy slash scotch ale um generally wee heavy scotch ale is the highest abv one that a scottish brewery or ace brew will brew um and you may have also seen them named for shillings so a scottish light can also be called a 60 shilling a scottish heavy can be called a 70 shilling an export is an 80 shilling and the wee heavy or scotch ale can be 90 or 120 shilling. And the story goes that that's how much like a barrel slash whichever container it was at the time cost. So that's what the, so that's where the names came from. Um, I think a lot of, again, American breweries still kind of use that wording because it sounds nice and folksy. So they still kind of use those, but there are, you, you can still get some that are called, by those names uh bell haven have their 80 shilling which is their export so uh yeah so you might see it called that as well but we're gonna get on to that in a minute because yeah that is relevant to the next, to the next thing beer. that we're gonna have but basically multi beers think kind of like a bitter like we heavy is slightly different because it's heavy it's it's higher abv so it's got more to it and um, they tend to put other bits in it but um Scottish light heavy and export kind of along the similar lines of a bitter but not <laughs> I've just done a quick google search as well yeah. of like what is a shilling to pound ratio right now I don't know how correct this is because the yeah. first things that wanted to come up were Kenyan shillings and I was like no don't want no. Kenyan shillings no, no. that's that's not what I'm shilling. <laughs> and it's hilarious because it was like one I hadn't noticed it was like 0.0071 pounds sterling. And I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. And then I noticed it was like Kenyan shilling. And I was like, that, that's not right. So then I did British shilling and it still came up with Kenyan shilling. So I just kept scrolling down until I found some, some not, responses. Sometimes the first answer on Google is not correct. <laughs> no, it's not always like definitely don't hit that. I'm feeling lucky all the time because right. it's not going to be right. Uh, but when I scroll down now, I don't know how factually correct this is because I've, I've not properly, properly gone into it. But it does come from uh, what appears to be NPS.gov and it's a historical site. So I'm going to guess it's probably got some level of truth to it. It says uh, a pound was 20 shillings. Uh, so one shilling was 12 pence. So that's what it that's what it says there in my but it doesn't say what the year was. I did find another site that says what is one shilling worth, and this was from some website called Churchill Central. But again, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know amazing. anything about Churchill Central, so accurate <laughs> it is. Uh, but it says the currency of the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So in the 1940s, it looks like a pound was worth twenty shilling. So yeah. A shilling was worth a dozen pennies. So that sounds that makes sense with what that says above. So that must be from the 40s. What it was like way back in the day. Yeah, so that, it was no pen, it was pence, shilling, and pounds. Yeah, I just I wonder what it is like what it's worth in like today's yeah, money. Like that's what that's saying, yeah. like what is that worth in today's yeah. money? Um but I couldn't find anything that was obviously <laughs> like you know, a day, like old you know what the conversion is of a shilling to current pound sterling please let us know yeah i mean i probably could do like a super in-depth search for it but then we'd be here all night like oh what is the right and then i'd have to validate my sources i don't want to do that do the work for me please (laughs) i've had a long day please do my work for me also that churchill site sounds like it's got a lot of um 
since George crosses about. I don't know. I just scrolled quick. I don't know. Um, I can't see any photos of it. I didn't see any George's flag. I don't know. But I've got a fun fact about uh, We Heavies for you. Here we go. Oh, okay. Ready? So I yeah, know you yeah. like a fun fact. I do. I love um, a fun fact. So the term We Heavy means small, strong. And it traces like to the beer that made the term famous, which was Fowler's We Heavy, which was a 12 guinea ale. Oh, what's getting what into that my... mean? So guineas were another form of currency. So it was a 12 guinea ale. There you go. So, so hold on. Where did the guineas <laughs> sit in terms of? I don't those? know where the guineas sit, but guineas were a, a type of currency as well. Fair. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a economist. <laughs> I thought they, I assumed that you knew uh, all the financial terms. No. Is it, doesn't Gordon do financial things? I yeah, know. I doubt he knows about guineas, though. I mean, I could ask him. He keeps going on about uh, appearing on the podcast. But he, he needs doesn't, a special guest mean to, to, to parachute in and, and tell us all about our financial and things. I don't know. Beer tastes like beer, so. Well, he could tell us about He actually watched one of Guinness our episodes is. the other day. Oh, wow. He, cool. watched our, he watched the 100th episode all the way oh, through. Wow. Like, only the like fifth episode he's watched That's out of 100. Right. I think Rick gave up. Thanks, darling. Love you too. <laughs> yeah. No, I genuinely do find this like really, really drinkable and it's very, it's quite enjoyable. It's very much, a f- the flavours in this are very much ones that I enjoy. It's so. a lot lighter than I thought it was going to be. What was your time. expectation? Like, what did you I think? I thought it was going to be get? thick and syrupy and it's not. And that makes me happy. I still have. Now, these are probably past the, these are definitely past their bbs but i think to be fair uh, correct me if i'm wrong i think a wee heavy probably can last a bit yeah. longer than some other beers it's got well it depends on the heart of the abv um, so the ones i have are the elusive ones they had yeah. wee heavy and then they had the uh like more wee heavy or whatever it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've got those and uh hadn't got around to drinking them because I just I wanted to have them together, and I think they were like relatively high ABVs. Yeah, so, so they'll probably last. Yes, yeah, so I didn't. Yeah, so I've never got a chance to actually have them, but I'd be interested to see how they are because I've I've had it I've had theirs before, mm-hmm. um, and these were just like extra ones that I had. So I was like, oh, I'll be interesting to to see how that how that develops and to like see them like next to each other. The like one we heavy and the even stronger we heavy. So yeah. Yeah, I, it's a style that I personally enjoy, to be honest. So we were talking about the other Scottish styles there. Um, and our last one is another one. This is, I've got a Scottish export. I've got one from Simple Things Fermentation. What have you got? I don't want to show mine because you've got like a really, really good <laughs> This one. one's got spruce tips in it too. All right. Okay. Show off. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I, I can probably find one of those. Um, and now i just want it to be i'd i'd like your your honor i'd like yes. to make a case to the court of like i decided to look for this like end of last week <laughs> yeah that's literally minute. the very end of last week because yeah. i was like shall i try to get one and you're like yeah and i didn't really know that this was going to be the episode that we were recording yeah. less than a week later so i was like all right let's see what i can find uh so <laughs> bellhaven you mentioned came yeah. up and that's what I saw when I googled <laughs> like what could you know easy to find ones basically and that came up Tesco's and I was like I've got a Tesco order coming up let me find that and yeah absolutely not like not available not available not there don't exist Williams Brothers and <laughs> Bellhaven just eluded us yeah so I I went looking traditional beers I went looking and first I looked for you know 80 shilling and then I looked for export and what I found with export was 19, uh, 1856 McEwen's export. <laughs> well, but do you know what? That is actually one Apparently, of the... Apparently, it's one of the oldest ones. That, and it's one there. of the recommended... Like, if you yeah. go on to BJCP, it is one of the recommended commercial styles. So... It is one of the it's one of the oldest commercial... Ver- yeah. I, it's something like one of the oldest commercial versions as well. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You're going to have the fancy, like, nice one. I might as well do my usual self and go with the <laughs> Tesco. You surprised. Like, I, I, we will see. I had to buy a four pack and. Uh, I'll save me one because I'll, I'll take one from a 
tastings. Fine. <laughs> Yours. Because basically it was going to end up at my D&D group, which yeah. which happens when I go, I've got all these extra things I don't really, don't really want them. Have them. Or like, here's, here's something I don't really drink anymore. Have them. Uh, so that they were going to end up there because I had to get a four pack and I'm not I'm setting my bar low okay. <laughs> the fact that like how they were marketed and what <laughs> they were on the shelf with at Tesco uh so I'm not expecting big things but tell us about the 80 shilling let's crack it open tell us about it and I'll see if this actually tastes as it should let's crack one open so 80 shilling is one that you can usually get your hands on in some form or other be it McEwan's be it Bellhaven or be it this lovely craft number that I've got it smells um, like Bud Light it smells like Bud Light I'm sorry McEwan's I'm not trying to insult you it smells like fucking Bud Light mine smells like spruce tips which is exciting anyways carry on <laughs> she's not happy um so it should be like a nice ambery reddish color with a Foamy head, yeah. Yours, yours looks about the right color. I wouldn't call that ambery. What would you it's call dirty. it? Uh, if you actually, mm, I can't really show you. I would say it definitely looks more. Uh, I'm trying to get a light on so you could see it properly. Pale copper to very dark brown. For some reason, the, oh, the torch doesn't want to go on. Yeah, that's about the color I'd be expecting. It, it, yeah, just it looks a bit more on this end. When I put the light on it, it looks a bit more orangey. But when I take okay. the light off and I hold it up to this light, it's it's got an orange tint to it, but it, it has a bit more of like a yellowy look to it. Okay. Like not quite as amber as what I'd normally say is amber. But maybe I'm just getting all grumpy about it because it smells like <laughs> light. Anyways, carry on. Um, so it's of the uh, smaller beers under Wee Heavy. Like it's the next one down from a Wee Heavy. Um. It is malt focused. And depending on how they've done their malt bill, it can range from bready malty with caramel overtones to rich toasty malty with roasted accents, uh, but never roasty. So you get roasted accents, but never roasty. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. (laughs) It's Um, roasty, but it's not roasty. It's roasty, but not roasty. There should be no to low hop flavor. uh, But if there is some, it should be traditional English character, earthy floral. Or in citrus spicy. You might get a bit of smells very British. It smells very British, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, peat smoke is inappropriate. <laughs> I'm glad it's not peat smoke then. Mine is very appropriate, I guess. I like that it's like, it is inappropriate. You inappropriate. will not have peat smoke. Do not have peat smoke. No, no matter sounds, how Scottish you want to be. Peat smoke would sound, it sounds really nice. So to be like, no peat smoke, that's no inappropriate. Smoke. The yeah. word inappropriate use. It's really it's inappropriate. I love it. I love it. Like, seriously, download the BJCP app and have I've, a got, I've got it. You recommended They're that so to good. me. And it is, yeah, I do like some of the I wording. Do love it. It's inappropriate. And um, as I said before, they originally it was kind of just your regular Scottish malts, but over time by emulating the british bitters they did start to add a bit of crystal malt in crystal malt was added to um bitters after world war one i believe um i think it's world war one and then the scottish beers started to emulate that a little bit as well and here it says similar character to a wee heavy but much smaller <laughs> oh well okay that answers everything for me. does yeah, it did it say the abv did you say what the abv typically is? um the typical range is uh, no, this one's only got the OGs and the FGs. Is that probably between 4% and 6%? I mean, that checks out. It's a 4.5. So it's like a wee heavy, but Mine's five, 5.5%. Mine's got spruce tips in it. Right, I'm going to taste mine because I'm not doing it. It's more flavour to it than Bud Light. That's good. It's it's very um, it's very caramel. Yes. It is like, but um, where we had the Innocent Gun and it was... Uh, with the vanilla mixed it was like um caramel sauce is what yeah. i would describe that as like a sweeter caramel sauce yeah this one's definitely more of like a uh i wouldn't say burnt caramel but more of like a ca- like when, when something's caramelized yeah for sure yeah. uh it's definitely probably... it, it's right it's got the like the malty notes on it yeah. no peat because that is inappropriate, inappropriate. <laughs> it's appropriate in that way that's fine <laughs> um i think it tastes a lot better than it smells i'll give it that 
I'm surprised. I am surprised. Good. I've when I've had a, a Scottish export before, it's not been like strongly flavoured. Mm. I found it quite a mild flavour, but you know, it's the kind of beer you're going to drink in pints down the pub. So you don't necessarily say- want it to be massively complex and in your face. I was literally just going to describe it as like, um, I don't think it's massively offensive by any means. It's got a yeah. thinner mouthfeel, you know, that it, like I said, it is more flavorful than some of like, you know, Budweiser and like those, like the lagers that you get. Like yeah. it is definitely, there's more flavor to it. I mean, because this is an ale. Four, yeah. Four quid, <laughs> four quid for, for four, you know, yeah. four quid. Yeah. But what I mean is in the sense of like when you're comparing so like price points of those right, like right, right. lagers compared to those mass produced lagers and it's like cool, four cans, you know, four quid and it's like a quid a can or just yeah. over a quid a can. Like you kind of expected to have more of those like bland notes because you could say, oh, because that's an ale, that's like, you know, like, but even so, held up to a proper lager, would you say that some of those mass produced ones actually taste? As full of flavour, like they absolutely not. They are literally not. designed to have the least offensive. To be the least offensive ever. because they want to appeal to the most amount. Yep. They want. They just don't want. Yeah, people have to read the uh, craft beer and argument where they talk about like the pyramid of yeah, uh, marketing pyramid of like people liking things and not liking yeah. things. Like they just need to have like the least detractors from it. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if everyone like loves it as long as people go, I don't hate it. Yeah, they'd rather people go, I don't hate it, than have everyone go, than have like some people go I love it and the rest go it's fine they'd rather but if if like two people are like I hate it they're like no no strip something out and not have that it doesn't matter if 50 people love it one person hates it can't have that we'd rather you all in the middle um and so I kind of expected the same with this of it being like a like a lot more stripped back and a lot more bland and the aroma was definitely leaning more towards that like mass-produced lager type aroma but actually what I think it is what I'm associating it with is you mentioned about the pint like you'd have a pint of this down at the pub and I was gonna say it tastes like something I would have like a like a trad cask style at a yeah. pub that's what it tastes like like a hundred percent even though it's a little bit colder than what I probably get at a pub but it has that same like the complexity level is very similar in that respect and um yeah I think that nails it and and I think what I was mistaking for like a Bud Light aroma was more just like when you go to a pub and you have that smell of beer and it's just that like nothing particularly overly like flavorful in a way it's just that's like the stale pub smell which is good like I'm not it has a place in my heart for sure yeah Uh, but I wasn't expecting it to have as much flavor as it did because of that aroma uh, so mine's got spruce tips in it, which is terribly Scottish. Um, it smells very fresh pine tree, uh, a bit fruity. And then when you taste it, it's definitely got that pine resinous to it. And then like a supporting malty backbone. Uh, it's nice. That sounds incredibly interesting. Like this is, yeah. like I said, this isn't bad. And I feel like if someone gave me a pint of this at a pub, I'd be like, yeah, fine. Like if... If there was like nothing on that I would normally drink and they were like, have a pint of this instead, I'd be like, yeah, actually, it's not bad. Um, or if some, if I said, pick me something and someone brought me this, like I wouldn't be like, like I'm not drinking it. Yeah. Um, it's decent enough, but it doesn't sound nearly as complex or interesting as what you have. Yeah. But mine's from Simple Things Fermentation, so I would expect nothing less. Yeah, if you if you ended up being like, yeah, you could just get a pint of this down the pub. <laughs> be like, what pub do you go to? Because... The ones near me, not that great in comparison, if that's what you're getting down at the pub. But hmm. that's right. I think to be fair, I'll I'll give you a can of this and we'll see how you feel about it. Because I don't think you'll hate it either. Because it's it's not offensive. It's quite easy drinking. Yeah. It has those, you know, caramelized notes, the multi notes on it. Um, and it is just like it's decent. It's nothing like earth shattering. It's yeah. not massively complex it's fairly simple but sometimes like a no frills is what you want so i think there's plenty of people that would probably have this and be like yeah actually it's quite full of flavor comparatively to what else they could be drinking drinking. i think we've uh run the gambit of different Mm. types of beer today going from our mixed firm up to our scottish export yeah and i think i think we've done like a fairly good job as well being like 
here's stuff you can find at a supermarket yeah and then here's stuff that you do have to you know specifically for. order for like from a brewery um, pat so on the back there for us pat pat yeah. i think it's i think it's quite good to give people the option as well to be like yeah. you know if all you ever do is be like here's a very niche order of like what you'd have to get from this one thing right i think it's nice that people can go i've n- i've never had an 80 shilling and they can decide to put one in their basket if they want to go to like simple things fermentation website which i absolutely think they should especially if they've listened to last week's episode and they're very interesting very good stuff um but if they're like i just want to try it to know what it tastes like like you can just go to tesco's and get a four pack (laughs) and it's and it's not bad i think it it, share it with your D &D group share it with your D D group especially if you don't end up drinking them all (laughs) to be fair i will say i do think this like matches I think if you're looking to try it and you want something that matches up like quite well with the style, like you can get that at a supermarket and it will align fairly well with, with the style guideline. So yeah, I think we did a good job. Yeah. But yeah, this was by this was by request. So yeah. if you've if, got any other <laughs> specific yeah, styles. Any styles you want to talk us to talk about? Any regions you want us to talk about? Any, you know, beer phenomenon you want us to talk about? Like, you know, anything like labels. I love labels um, we've been wanting to do a label episode yeah for we need while, to do a label episode it's, oh, it's so difficult because they're just as always new and better labels and it's right. like oh they're all so good i went to a really interesting talk about modern cask the other day that was interesting um what it Ooh. basically boiled down to is we need to get more people drinking cask <laughs> and cask is fabulous but you'll have to catch um, me up on that later yes uh but if we were to do something if you wanted us to do something about cask dear listeners we might have to actually do that one in a pub oh that would be interesting let's yeah. do that so we can go to the pub dimple glasses all round dimple glasses take our legal attendees we are going to the pub <laughs> um tori if people want to suggest ideas for future episodes to you where can they get hold of you yeah absolutely if you want to either weigh in on on the innocent gun thing like i said earlier if you want to if you've tried McEwen's export and you want to throw your thoughts about that back at me great uh, or if you just want to make suggestions on episode topics themes whatever you can find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism or my gmail adventures in optimism at gmail.com or you can write to the podcast at a woman's brew podcast at gmail.com and i will probably pick that up there so joe if people want to talk to you about raw beer where can they talk Ooh, to you about that well, so if you want to find out more about raw beer then you need to find my beer school love beer learning on instagram because there's a whole video that i did on it in my live on sunday uh, sessions last year i will also put the link in the show notes if you can't be bothered to go and do that because <laughs> you got to scroll a fair few fair we're all we're all the uh, uh in your face general just make it easy for us yeah i'll make on, it Joe. easy for you i'll put the link in the show notes if you want to find out about raw Ale. if you want to ask me about raw Ale, come to instagram usually where i hang out as love beer learning but you can also find me on facebook i mean i'm on twitter but i probably won't put We're anything not there. You on twitter probably <laughs> don't, very rarely don't we got the podcast the there we probably won't the podcast as well we don't really share it but i'm also on tiktok and pinterest so try all the places uh i also have a website which is lovebelearning.co.uk and an email address which is lovebelearning at gmail.com you can get a hold of me all the ways and you can find the podcast a woman's brew on instagram facebook we are on twitter we're not gonna we don't i mean you can like you can do it please do it but i mean don't expect it'll take us a while there'll be one day where i pop in and i'm like checking something out and i'm like somebody's messages you'll probably look at if you message us on that but on instagram that is where we will definitely reply to you or the gmail because i will get the gmail Uh, but also i've got to say i'm also on tiktok and the only reason i care about that is because i tried to do a live like a few weeks back and i can't do it because i don't have enough followers because you need to have have a a follow see i've got like not that many and you you need to have something like stupid like over a thousand and i'm like i don't put enough effort in i've got over a thousand yeah fuck off like great you can do live i wasn't even i wasn't even trying to grow oh okay so you just great but here's here's my here's my tiktok strategy yeah well here's my tiktok strategy for you to get to a thousand people you just gotta post stuff oh god it's so tiring it's tiring do you even understand one video just like an hour yeah 
I know. It was not even a great video. I Welcome just was like, TikTok. I'm done. I'm I don't know done. how these people do so many. Like people are <sighs> posting like five a day and I'm like. I've got lots of ideas, but if I had a full-time person to edit the videos for me, and then what happens <laughs> is I edit the videos and I put them up and then it somehow comes out of sync for just a, a millisecond. And then I'm like, fuck this, I'm going home. I hate it. So basically, just fucking follow me on there so that I can do a live. I just want to do a live so I can complain live (laughs) in your face. That's it. That's that's Uh, all I've got to say. Anyway, go and follow Tori on TikTok. And until next time. Cheers. Cheers.